listen to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. There wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. From hair wrong, I'm listening to hair wrong. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah. Hello, hello, and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside our some and extraordinary Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And whether it's welcome or welcome back, thank you for joining us in the studio again for episode 190. Yeah. We're in on that 200, baby. Yeah, Yo. 10 away. It's countdown. Dude, that shit's quick, man. Not gonna front, man. Like, at 150, I was like, yo, 80 just felt like yesterday. <laughs> Closing in on 200, it's like, man, it's all becoming a blur. But yeah, dude. I love it. I love it. So, uh, you been getting into anything interesting this weekend? Yeah, I actually got to to catch a Dune today. This, mm. The um, game got delayed, so I had an extra hour. Awesome. Well, not awesome that your game got delayed, but I'm really glad you got to catch it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all right to me. It wasn't really like anything. I don't know. Like like the acting was good. The characters were good and stuff, but the story was just not really all that gripping to me. Did you see the David Lynch one? Mm-mm. Okay, and are you familiar with the books? Mm-mm, never okay. read the book. Yes, so very much I can understand that. And that was actually one of my main critiques, was that the movie had a lot of very long scenes in it. Like, there wasn't any bad scenes, but there was definitely scenes where I was like, man, there's a lot of just people looking at each other and looking at the scenery, which I understand when um, directors do that so that, you know, to, to give breath to the scenery that they've built for the for the movie and for world building and setting and all that stuff. But um, I think that you should only do that a few times. You know what I mean? But I felt like every other scene was a long, drawn-out scene with a lot of silence in it. Even though I did... I, I The acting was amazing. Like, they did not spare yeah, anything really in good. the casting. Like, uh, Jason Momoa killed his role. Um... Is it that's not Timothy Chalamet? Who's the guy who plays the um the main character? That's oh. Timothy Chalamet. That is Timothy Chalamet. Man, I thought I was I was I felt real bad. I was like, damn, if that's not him. I'm gonna feel real grimy. But no, yeah, he killed his role, man. He did. He played a great Paul. I yeah. gotta give it to him. Zendaya uh, did a great job in her role. Paul's mother. I, she did a good job, yeah. but she had a lot of facial expressions. And yo, I was like, what is that facial expression? I was like, yo, why are you always crying, bro? Bro, what is that facial expression, yo? Like, the, why are you always crying? The, the lead up to the cry, I was always kind of perplexed as to what she was going through emotionally. I wasn't exactly yeah, sure. she was doing a lot of weird face acting, for sure. But, uh, yeah, it was just that particular, like, that particularly struck me. Like, her facial expressions were what jumped out at me. Yeah. Because the rest of her performance was fine, you know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, like, I couldn't. Unfor- <laughs> Sometimes I would feel like it's me, but I couldn't. I couldn't really sympathize with her crying at all. I was just like, I, no, I couldn't connect to it. I really <laughs> I couldn't. Like, yeah, what is? I was like, what are you doing? What's I connected that? to it because I read it several times over. I've seen it portrayed enough, so you know, I had I have a lot of like uh, baggage I'm bringing into this, which it didn't seem to hurt the perform uh, the 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 production at all to me. Like I still enjoyed it wholeheartedly. I give it a solid. I give it a, a strong seven, light eight, light eight, but a strong seven. And mainly because I didn't think it had to be like 45 minutes of it could have been cut. Honestly. <laughs> I think that and I don't think that you would have lost any of the um the uh, the, the plot. But uh, I did enjoy very much the depiction of um uh, Harkonnen 
Mayo, Dave Bautista's character, I am. Yeah, he's it, cool. I thought I was gonna see more of him. I wanted more of that character, bro. I wanted to see because he really uh, embodied the manic nature of that character very well. Because you, you, I don't know if you remember the scene where he's approaching his uncle when they're pulling, with the Harkonnen forces are pulling out mm-hmm. uh, uh, of. Um, yeah, when he was turning up and asking yeah, and him he, why. he started out all calm and he's like, but uncle. Why would he do that? And by the end of it, he's like growling at him, and it's like, yo, that is that character. Like that's exactly how I imagined it. That's what I loved about the um the casting. All of the characters really fit the uh the image I had in my imagination when I was reading the books, and it really made me feel like they needed this level of technology to produce the imagery that was being written about in that book for sure. Because as much as I despise David Lynch as a director. He did a great job with that movie. And if he just had the technical aspect of it to bring it to that next level, I think that the original Dune would have been uh, uh, a much more lauded production than it was. But this one definitely took it home. They they hit on all cylinders when it came to the graphical representation of what was going on. Yeah, I, I also really like Batista's uh, performance in this. I know. Like, it made me think like there. it made me think like, yo, the perfect like he would be the perfect beast in a in a in a fucking X Men. My gosh, would he be a good beast? He would be the absolute perfect. I would love to see to his rendition that. of dark uh, of dark beast. You know what you I mean? Me? Like, like a, a poc- uh, genocidal beast. Yeah, that that would be amazing. <clears throat> yeah, but um, I mean. I don't know. The, the this the Dune left me very whelmed. You know what I mean? Okay. That was that's pretty much my 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 thing There's on it. There's so much more to the story, and that remember that was one of the things that I had mentioned in the last episode was um yeah they probably wouldn't be able to cover would, it in a single yeah, show. The yeah, the saga of of Dune and how much of it they would be covering, and so yeah, I think given the style that they're doing it, I it's better off that they they cut it there because it would it, it's it. They they want to put too much of the cinemagraphic end of it into it, and so yeah, that's taking up a lot of the time. Because honestly, that part of like the David Lynch very well told that section of the story in about forty minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's and he he is not known for brevity. <laughs> this is not a man who's known for like cutting corners and 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 not depicting his scenes in full. So. You know, I, I I think that that is definitely a, a a valid criticism of the movie is that it it stretched, stretched, man. I, I give his mother props though that 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 scene when they were in the um in the carrier in when they the were about carrier. to drop him in the yeah, desert. Yeah, she was gangster as fuck. Yeah, with that. Was, <laughs> with that. I love the way they represent the powers too. They like the, the the abilities of the Benny Jesserits, yo, bruh. It gets crazy, but in in the I I think that they. Uh, the strategist that was with them, the men- he's uh, in the story. He's called a mentad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that's what they're called. Um, but yeah, they. I think that they did not really give them the breadth and uh, of of depiction that was necessary to show how important they were to the to the storyline. Because he was also very uh, um, he was very involved in training Paul along with the combat training that he was getting from Grundy, which. Who's the actor who played him? Gosh, man, he killed Josh that role Brolin? too. Yes, Josh Brolin killed that that character. But um, yeah, man, dude, I I don't know. I was satisfied. I I went in modulating my expectations, and it it went a very long way. I was expecting a long drawn out story. So in the end, even though I felt like 
they went above and beyond what I even expected. It, it it didn't it didn't ruin the experience for me. But I could see how if this is your first, especially because there's so many tidbits of the lore that were given that you were like, okay, I, I'm interested to see where this is going. And yeah, no, they were not. <laughs> they weren't rushing to any of these points at all. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, the the part one at the beginning of the movie should have been a pretty good indicator for everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. That definitely, I, you know, and and I'm glad they did that as well because that right there told me, okay, I'm don't don't sit here and expect the yeah. the whole story. You're not getting everything. No. <laughs> You're not getting everything. Studio execs don't don't really like movies that run over two hours. It makes them twitchy. <laughs> I know because when it comes to theaters, it is hard to get people. To go to the theaters for that long, and be like, you, snip, snip. you you definitely like cut out the the younger demographic. You know what I mean? Because adults will sit. Absolutely, adults will sit for. I, I mean, I know I'll sit for. Three you lost hours, the TikTok generation yeah, for sure. They're lost, bro. They're not. They, they, they'll do that in their home, but they're not going to do that out outside. Yeah, to Which is crazy because in India, dude, the average movie is four and a half hours, and like they they have intermissions, of course. But um, yeah, it. it in India, it's just I guess it's a cultural thing because they don't have that same, that mm-hmm. same cultural value on brevity and instant, you know, uh, consumption of of media. I mean, but that that's more so driven by technology over here too. You know, it's by no yeah, means true. organic. True, absolutely, absolutely. If it wasn't for shit like it wasn't for Vine, Vine was the one that started. <laughs> oh man, it with, that was the start of the with of like the uh, what was it nine seconds or some shit like six. that? I think it was worth, some, something like six or nine. Six. I think it might have been six. You're right. But from that, and they to probably fucking, made it longer to nine um, because they were like, "Oh, you know what I mean." That sounds like what would have happened. And then Snapchat was like thirty seconds to two minutes. Now, like and Instagram, like, and it disappears like in twenty four hours. Do whatever you want. That's funny. <laughs> Except you can save it. You ever seen I, that video when uh, Chris Delia finds out that Snapchat messages can be saved? Oh, what? The look on his face? It was Nigga, probably what? classic. It was That's probably sick. classic. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean to have the messages? <laughs> oh, they come in real time? Yes. No. Was, it, it wasn't about him. It was about somebody else. And they were bringing up a Snapchat yeah, story about realize. somebody else got caught because they, they the, the Snapchat messages were sna- saved. This thing, oh, man, I would have seen the moment when he realized his career was really over. Yo, the look <laughs> on my nigga's face is, what, what do you mean Snapchat messages? Wait, no, the whole what, point of Snapchat is they can't save. Oh, is so, that what man, you thought? Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, technology be fucking people up, man. It, it's, it, uh, to be fair, it's a lot to keep up with. It, it's a lot to keep up with, though, because it's coming it out at you like super fast. You know what I'm saying? And nobody's reading all the patch notes. And I definitely don't take for granted that I've... I've had a, a long history with technology because I was an early adopter mm-hmm. from when I was very young, and my parents were very um, enabling of that, which I appreciate. But because of that, I had a lot of hands-on experience with technology, so I got to see how it was progressing. So when when people were like, "Oh yeah, no, it's it, it, it's not permanent," I was like, "In the app, but I'm guaranteeing you, there's ways to make that permanent through you know external third-party methods and." And people are like, no, that's not how it works. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And it's just through having experience with this app-based environment for a long time. Because from the inception of like iPhones, running third-party apps to influence your your uh, your your first-party apps performance has been a thing. The jailbreaking iPhones, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the idea that what you do on Snapchat is somehow you know secluded in that app environment to me was just like, nah, that's crazy. No way. There's got to be a way. If I want to, if if I want to save your Snapchat, there's a way to save your Snapchat. I promise. <laughs> but yeah, so man, 
I wouldn't say poor Chris D'Elia because he did do the stupid shit. It's not like he didn't do it and he's somehow being framed. He did the Snapchats. <sighs> but yeah, man. Dune, definitely worth the watch. Um, I think, especially with these lo- longer movies, I think these digital releases actually do them a favor. <laughs> they do them a favor because I don't know, um, as I said, it, how well this is going to do in the theaters given how long it is. And it's not really a kid-friendly movie. Like, it's not it's not the kind of movie that's going to catch a child's interest. There's too many long pauses and gaps in the action. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, like, most of the and most of the fans of the original ones are, like, way older anyway. Oh, man. I mean, I think the average age of a Dune fan is, like, got to be in the 30s and 40s. Got to be. Because, <laughs> you know, th- those books are so long that I can't imagine... Ki- like, kids... The, the kids... The, the young adult books that kids read today, they're not that long. They're not, There's like, also not a lot of young adult-friendly topics in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no. This whole not movie even is the about main character is like the main character is like Jesus, and not he's more more of like a Jesus figure than he absolutely. is a teenage. He's figure. messianic for sure. Um, he's yeah, he's not your child savior. He's not your teen savior. You know what I mean? Yeah. Coming of age. Paul's Paul's coming of age story is very mature. Um, but yeah, there was a, a portion of it that I thought was super interesting for its um contemporary relevance. So you, there's the the scene where Paul's walking into uh, the uh, the uh, the new settlement that they're that they're moving into for the first time, mm-hmm. and he sees the the Fremen gardener outside, and he's he's tending palm trees, and he's like, oh, these trees are odd for this area. He's like, oh, they're not native, and he goes, and they take a ton of work to maintain. He goes, but then why would we get rid of them? He goes, well. It's too late now. They're a symbol of the area. We gotta keep them here. Like, we can't just throw them away. We 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 brought them here. We can't just you know exterminate them. And I was like, that's interesting because that is and and the idea that those palm trees, though not indigenous, are now a symbol of the area. That's fucking L.A. Palm trees are not indigenous <laughs> to L.A. and they take a ton of work to maintain. But the people of L.A. have rallied around maintaining them here. Because they've become emblematic, you know what I mean? Symbolic. Yeah, dude. I Gets thought that people I, going. I, I thought that, that was a super cool, like salient point to connect to. I was like, wow, that's, that's even odd. more so when they were shown in the later scenes to be burning. Yeah, they did make a point when to show Harkonnens that several times. Turned, man, that whole political interest. Yeah, that whole political. Goodness gracious, I could not imagine a young person getting into that whole political intrigue plot because it is very, very like. They, uh, there's a lot of turns in it yeah. in terms of like betrayal and all of the, the the subtle things that are going on. You know what I mean? Like the the motivations of the emperor in changing the 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 spice, uh, the the house that controls the spice. All of that. You know what I mean? They had the the leader of House Harkonnen, uh, Baron, had this great line where, "What is a gift? Not a gift." When he was responding to uh, Batista, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's the performances elephant. are amazing. They were really well done. Um, but yeah, I, I think that uh, a little bit on the on the the editing room floor would have gone a long way for this movie. Um, even if they just cut it down to two hours, I mean, thirty five minutes of that of of all of that scene. You say that, but imagine how much they cut to get it down to two and a half hours. I can only imagine. That's got to be a terrible balance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you shoot all that it shit. Is, you shoot yeah. all that shit, and so much of it gets cut. That's got to. 
That's got to yeah. be rough, man. That's why you see some people, that's why you see a lot of both writers and actors, and even Jared Leto be like, yo, we, we shot a ton of shit God, for... Jared Leto for, smashed for, that for, um, for Boy, did he do a good job. other things, and then, you know, none of it came out in the movie. Feel me? A lot of actors be like, yo, what I shot and what they chose to edit and, together. And you have to balance that. You have to balance the vision of the movie, the wishes of the writers, the wishes of the actors, because everyone's putting in valid time. You know what I mean? I mean, technically, like, no. no. You only need to worry about the director's vision. Feel me? That's the director worries legally, about everything yes. else. Yes. The director, he manages, like, actor expectations okay, yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. That's who I was, but the director, is, he's the one that, like, he's the one, this is my vision, or supposed to be. Yeah, like, whoever's responsibility it is to imagine all of those motivations, boy, that's not an envious job at all, Hell man. Hell nah, dude. Being, being, a, being a good director is a hard, hard fucking job. Yeah. For the, for the main reason that you're managing personalities, mm-hmm. and wildly different personalities. Like, one mm-hmm. time I was on set, and... I was just absolutely like the, the, this chick was having a meltdown over something Ooh, like. I think I heard this one. I mean, I guess I guess it was kind of like we were all we had to stay like overnight at a hotel and someone like had used her towel or some shit. Oh, and she Jesus was like Christ. fully tripping and she's like, "I'm not going on. I'm not doing nothing." You know, she was just like she was just like over it Diva because status. of a lot of reasons. I mean, I could kind of understand no. where she was coming from. Also, if I don't know how how she used to she is to being out of her comfort zone in, in a situation like that. I mean, I can guess like someone uses your bath towel, right? You, that you that can, is pretty egregious. You can, might be a little bit. Some people might trip over that. But my nigga, fucking Willie, was able to just talk to her. Fucking, I don't know what he did. Took her to a side room, talked for like five minutes. She came back out ready to, ready to film. I was like, nigga, I couldn't do that shit. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> do what you gotta do, girl. You feel me? Like, do what you got to do. <laughs> I'll give you five minutes, turn up, and then we're gonna film in, in ten. You feel me? Figure it out. But that's Let one of the things. Like being a director, you you need to. Be, and also, one thing I imagine is super would be difficult for me is you got to know what to say to the actor to get them to deliver the performance that you want. You feel me? Which is not always easy. Yeah. It's easy to be like, do it like this or do it like that. But what if that don't work? Yeah, that's, once again, that balancing act of what they see in the character versus what the character's written as versus what you see in the character. Yeah. And getting that all to dance? It's, That's, that's a skill, man. It's, it's Never a- take that for granted. <laughs> It is not a job that I envy. When I was younger, I used to be like, man, being a director sounds cool. As I got older, I was like, yo, that's a, it, so much work. It's probably great when it works. Like, it's probably the best feeling when you're, when you're yep. done with it and you got it to work and you see that movie and that shit hits. Mm-hmm. God, you must feel, you must feel yeah, very, very exalted. But when it doesn't work, boy, it must feel like ripping your hair out. Like, it's like, man. yo. <laughs> but man... Real quick, I wanted to touch on Jared Leto's character because, boy, did he smash that role. I thought that he played that role... Wait, which one? For which movie? The father. The, uh, the uh, head of House um, of... I mean, the House of House Atreides. That's... Uh, what's his face there? Poe Dameron. It's not Poe Dameron. I'm Leto. sorry. That wasn't... I apologize. Oscar... You wouldn't Isaacs. know... Because the character's name is Leto. Yeah. The character's name is Leto. And I, Oscar I, Isaacs. Bad. Yes. Um, Oscar, Isaac. Oscar Isaacs. He made that role into something that I have never experienced. In all of my renditions of consuming Dune as media, I have never seen that character portrayed that way, and I think that he did a great job. Yeah, That was never a sympathetic character. I like him as, as a father and as a leader. Yeah, dude, his... Yo, my G, when he was talking with Paul, and he was telling him how important it is for him to take over the house, and Paul was like, but what if I don't want it? And he was like, yo... Even if you choose not to take this, you'll you'll always be the only thing I've ever needed you to be, and that was my son, nigga. What? 
that sentiment right there as a father, like that shit right there. Mm-hmm. Gosh, man, that hit. That it, gives, hit. it gives your child like uh, uh, the encouragement to pursue the world without the fear of failure. You know, listen, I have dreams for you, but my dreams for you are my own. Your dreams for you are absolutely paramount to what you want to do. And if one day you come to see the value in what I in what I dream in for you, awesome. And if not, you'll still be the person I love today. Boy! Yeah, that was a strong-ass sentiment for sure. Yeah, man, I really, really appreciated that scene a lot, a lot. And then, you know, just just his the way he dealt with his family, the way that he dealt with um, his responsibility. And the thing is, is that he's not supposed to be a sympathetic character. The head of House Atreides <laughs> is ready to go there, murder the Harkonnens. He's ready for it. But that's not how he was portrayed in this role. And I think that this was a far better use of that character. Because it, it, to me, it instilled one of the many lessons that that Paul uses to evolve over time because Duncan has a huge impression on him. Mm-hmm. Grundy has a huge impression on him. His mother has a huge impression on him. Um, you went, uh, Dr. Yuan has Yo, a... fuck that dude, bro. That's a goofy-ass nigga. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's definitely gonna they give your wife back, into you fucking the, clown. They, oh, what's the guy's name? What's the guy's name? Uh, <clears throat> the, the dude from 300. The the, the 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 deformed guy who betrays him. Oh, <laughs> FELTs. FELTs, yo, he's the FELTs of this motherfucker. F-E-L-T's. Because yo, I hear you. Yeah, he has your wife and stuff, but this nigga is a maniac. You feel me? Like, what, what the makes fuck? you think he's gonna give you your family Bro, back? Like, like, I get your honor, but no, Bree, this is not. You didn't get your family back. He you just you feel cut me? your head off, bro. Like. Oh, spoiler alert. Whenever somebody has that much leverage over you, you can't really trust. And, and they're willing to they, go to such lengths. Absolutely. You cannot trust anything they say, bro. Is, you're, you're making deals with the devil. You're a fucking idiot for that's, that. That's something that I think a lot of people, they don't internalize that until they're good. Nah, because they go hope. They'd be like, nah, I, I have the sliver of hope that you're telling a, the there's truth. There's an amount of leverage that once it's obtained over you, that that person can no longer be trusted in any yep. in any capacity whatsoever. Yep. Because anyone who is wor- trustworthy would put a limit on their own leverage on you. You know what you I feel mean? Me? They would respect the you enough to not go to that length. You know what Clown I mean? Ass. God damn. At least at least he wasn't a complete and total piece of shit. He was like, I realize I'm doing a piece of shit thing. So here are some concessions well, so that it's not that bad. I, I really did. I, and, and that was part of the storyline, so I knew it was going to happen. But I still love the way that, that, they, that they, they portrayed it where it's like, listen, I, I, I betrayed you. But I betrayed you because of him. So all I can offer you is a way to get revenge on the person who got me to do what I did. <laughs> listen. Hey, man. Hey, don't look at me, do. man. Don't look at look, It's that nigga. It's his fault. He's making me do this. Which, don't be mad at me. That shit, man. Hey, nigga, get out of here. Leave. So Put good. the tooth in and get the fuck out right now. I can't wait to see the next um, section of the movie where Paul's with the Fremen. Yeah. That's a really, really in- interesting chapter. Man, dude, dude, his prophecies of the oncoming war, so, so well done, I thought. Like, that whole scene. Man, Timothy Chalamet, good actor, man. Gotta yeah. give it to him. He's making the, the rounds right now. The young man can act. But yeah, definitely give Dune a shot, worth your time. Um, Did you watch anything else? Nah, I don't, I don't believe 
Oh, I, I caught um the anime uh, mm. Gundam Hathaway that I was talking about that movie. On I want to see that one. Did you watch it? Yeah. All right. Um, that one's pretty interesting. You liked it? It was on. What was it on? It's on Netflix. Okay. All right. Then um, we'll <laughs> talk about that has next a time. Bunch of Gundam Gundam movies on there. Surprisingly, they That's have what's like up? all the originals. And all right, Hathaway I'm gonna watch is like Hathaway this a continuation week, of um not a continuation, but it takes place thirty years after the Shah Rebellion from like okay. the original series and from Oath. I'm not sure. I never really saw it. There's so many ones. of them. To be honest, that was a guess. Yeah. <laughs> OS could be the totally wrong Gundam series. I just, yeah, all I know is it's like, you know. Actually, no, that's Wing. Shaw Empires in Gundam Wing. Yeah, see, I, I remember like fucking Shaw and the Zakus and shit. And yeah, because Zex, Zex was a, a, a general in the Shaw army before he decided, nah, nigga, I'm going to run everything. Everything. But yeah. Gundam Wing is awesome. We'll talk about that next uh, next episode, though, because I want to watch that and get into it with you. Because Gundam Wing, man, that shit is always, paused very meaty. There's yeah, always tons cool. of, of, of things to talk about with that. Because the, the, the commentary on war that Gundam Wing provides is great. And that's interesting because, you know, Duna also has a very strong commentary about war in the original source material. So I wonder if they talk more about that um, in the second... Uh, in the second um, part of the series uh, of the movie series, because the 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 Fremen add a new perspective to Paul's pers- uh, idea of the way that this war is going to wage that really affects the future of, of what's going on. Also, yeah. I want to see somebody else right on the back of that fucking uh, worm. Yo, the first time he whipped out them hooks, I'm like. You don't tell me one of these motherfuckers is about to ride that shit. And then later on at the end of the movie, you see somebody riding by on it. I'm like, get the, how do you dismount that shit, bro? Because you, I oh, know you, you can't tell you it committed. to stop. You committed. You're not you dismounting the word they ride, bro. Really? Like, like, how do you, uh, all right, yeah, you drop me off at 5th and 32nd. My question is, is how much sand you got to snort to control a worm, my you G? You feel me? It's just Jesus. doing rails of sand like, I'm going to get this worm, nigga. Spice. <laughs> the spice, my lad. It's all about that bro, spice. Bro, who played um, Baron? Um, Baron, is that the bald dude? Yes, the, the heavy set bald dude who could fly. Uh, Elder Scar, the Elder Scarsguard, the Doctor from Thor. Yeah, I'm Alan is still no, bro. Alexander, Alexander Scarsguard. His his delivery of those lines was amazing, bro. That that guy killed that role. And the whole oh man. Oh no, I'm sorry. Alexander is his son. It is Stellan. Stellan Scarsguard. Stellan Scarsguard. That's the name of the the the, the, the Doctor actor. from Thor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Yo, that dude has he fucking was bathing in spice, bro. Can you bro. imagine bathing in coke? <laughs> Just, <sighs> That's funny, hey. <laughs> bro. Can you imagine if spice Sex was really coke? Gonna go. <laughs> it's, gonna, uh, that would, that would be that, that would be shit. one hell of an allegory of spice was supposed to be that because coke does have, definitely don't give you psychic powers. You might nah, think you nah. definitely not controlling no one's mind with that shit. Hell to the nah. But um. Yeah, uh, this weekend was the season premiere of Insecure, which, you know, I, I enjoy uh, Insecure. That's that's just one of my guilty pleasures, even though I don't think it should be. You know what I mean? It's a, it's just a good show. But, yeah. but um, yeah, dude, she's back. I I enjoyed the, the, the premiere. It's it's interesting, the the parts of African-American culture that that she chooses to to uh, to implement into her into her show, because. She definitely does a good job of showing the, you know, the culture clash of being a black American and trying to exist in a majority white world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, 
a <laughs> she does a good job of exemplifying the good and the bad. I will say that because she definitely doesn't shy away from like niggas doing ghetto shit. <laughs> Not even a little bit. It's probably from life experience. You feel but, me? But that's She's probably. Know, I love it. That as is they life. say, write what you know. Is that you know? And I think that that's far more indicative of of reality. And you could tell that somebody who's literally writing what what they've lived is part of the creation of this, rather than maybe a bunch of people who are writing based on their observations of a culture. You know what I mean? Which you get a lot of. You know, look at dear white people. You know, that's written that's written about the black experience, but it's written by a white person. You know what I mean? That person's not writing what they lived, obviously. They didn't go through <laughs> that. You know, and, and I love that Issa Rae, not only does she bring that, but she brings that pretty raw. You know what I mean? Like, she brings it in, in, in all of its glory. So in the same scene where she has some people, so, you know, black people doing, you know, exemplary shit for, for their community. And at the same time, there's people twerking in the frame. That's the juxtaposition. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I actually yeah, do appreciate that. Yeah, that's real life. Everybody twerk. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. Like, the sexualization of twerking is, is, is one thing, but it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, why are people, why yeah. are people so offended by that? Some women like to twerk. They find Some that shit like fun. They what like the it. You know what I mean? It's not like somebody's there telling them to go do Some that. Some women got ass that they like shaking that motherfucker. That's all it be sometimes. And, and so, yeah, I love that she brings that. And she puts them next to each other so that we're kind of forced to realize, like, well, honestly, there's, they're, they're, everyone's just doing their thing. No one's doing something that's hurting anyone. You know, man, it's like it's like almost like I'm a real person. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> that's why I always enjoy Insecure, even if even if they're touching on plot lines that you know might be more uh, romantic or anything of that nature, something that I'm not particularly interested in. The show representation is always entertaining. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Definitely looking forward to to finish watching that. Like, yeah, that, that in my opinion, I think Issa Rae is a really good example of back, black excellence when we talk about that. You know what I mean? I th- I love the the wave that 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 she's bringing because she's really young. You know what I mean? She's like Definitely. she's not she's not part of the old guard. You know what I mean? She wasn't she wasn't you know petitioning gatekeepers to get to where she is. She just did what she did, hard work, utilizing social media platforms to get her buzz and and followed that up with quality content you know and hbo saw that and was like we gotta get our hands on that that's the new wave because i definitely think that um Issa Rae, when it comes to like sitcom entertainment you know after that whole blackish wave we're gonna see kind of a little bit more of an authentic you know black experience wave of of shows because you know that was the whole wave you had black af and blackish and and what was the other one there's a bunch of them. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, those shows are specifically not geared towards me. Yeah, you know, uh, Dear White People, all those I don't shows. Be saying shit like AF. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, you know, we're, we're, I think that the uh, HBO was really smart on recognizing that the next wave is actually going to be authentic black experiences. And so that that really gave Issa Rae a lane to, to, to really pioneer. You know what I mean? That was awesome. So, yeah, Insecure is the shit. Definitely catch it. But yeah, let's go ahead and start moving on into some of these here topics. Um, ain't too much been going on. Uh, there was a couple of things that I saw going on online that I thought were going to be, that I thought would be interesting to touch on just because the, the conversations were all over the place, which it's it's weird, you know? You could tell when you're following online conversations, like when the conversation is is far too focused on one thing, 
and one idea is being pushed, it's usually fake. It's usually astroturfed. You know what I mean? It's a bunch of people attempting to push an agenda and make themselves sound louder. But a lot of other conversations, when you see like people coming from left, right, and, and center, those seem a little bit more genuine or organic. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I saw in the, in the midst of that, you, you very frequently will see entire points missed or not even addressed. So I saw a couple of those. So we'll talk about that too. But um, let's first, I saw this one and this, this topic kind of disturbed me. I was like, I can't understand how people in a public setting can organize around this. But in West Palm Beach, they've decided that they will play Baby Shark through the speakers, through the um, uh, the, the public PA system at night Ooh. to drive away the, the homeless people. Ooh. That's I'm like fucked up, bro. That's like that's torture, right? That's, that's, that's literally a torture tactic. They did that to fucking Nic- no, to in, in some yeah, Noriega, to Nicaragua. They did it to Iraqis too, but oh, it was did? it wasn't it was different types. I think it was a metal that they were using. Yeah, yeah, you know, but playing cacophonous music while people are trying to sleep, man, sleep deprivation. So now city councils are pretty much saying that they're willing to torture fucking homeless people as if. It's not bad enough that they're homeless. I was like, man, you know, Florida is a really fucked up place, man. And and in the, what what blows my mind is is that they don't even have a quarter of the homeless problem, homelessness problem that like let's say a San Francisco or a Los Angeles has or a New York, and and they and yet they attack these people. You can't give them water. You can't give them food. You can't. You know what I mean? Like the the the, the city has has literally decided that they're going to utilize the resources to play baby shark and then how like i wonder how people who make baby shark like are you gonna y'all gonna sit down and let them use your shit like that like that's pretty fucked up because they have it licensed they could tell them they could put a cease and desist on that no they could but if they gonna gonna be playing it all night my g we think about the 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 fucking streams streams that we're talking about they're in the billions i don't think that's gonna be that much you think uh, if they do it consistently every night, it will eventually be, right? It might not be right now, but it's it's like a free set of side revenue that they can do. Also, they probably had to contract it in order to get the, the specific permission to be able to use that. So yeah, that's I mean, probably another this is bag Florida. They could just be doing this shit by the seat of their pants. Like, yo, if they say this so, they true. say so. But I don't know. This I just thought that, that was really fucked up. And like, especially as we, you, we round um, the holiday season, I know Halloween's coming up. And I'm not, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving for the reason that Thanksgiving is celebrated by, you know, Americans. But I do really enjoy utilizing that time, A, to, like, cook mad food for people that I enjoy. And then also give that food to people who don't have it. Just because it's it's not just convenient, but it's a time of year where... Even if I don't celebrate it, the general population has this air of this should be a time where everyone's eating good. And I know that there's people who might also want to partake in that who just don't have access to it. So I like to share with them. You know what I mean? And it really bothers me that there more and more places in this country are literally making that illegal. Like, that shit blows. Like, yeah, it's I, the the. Whatever motivation it is that brings people to do that, I, I find it to be a, one that I, I don't think I'll ever be able to relate to because they, I, these people like you're, it's not taking anything out of your part pocket. This is random people who want to feed other random people, and the city feels as if or municipal powers feels as, as if it's necessary to interject 
with legislation to stop people from sharing food? I don't know, man. It feels like the, the mentality behind it is super futile. Man, some dystopian shit. Yeah, man. And it's been going on for a long time because this is not the first time that I've that we've talked about it on here where Florida has, has literally either arrested or enacted legislation to, to restrict people's access to food, which is wild. It's like, yo, you're, you're literally passing legislation that's net result is to restrict access to food in a time where technically our government has a position that they have a war on hunger, quote unquote. Like, man, yeah, that's just, that's some deep seated dysfunction on the municipal level, you know? But I guess that's why if, you want to take yourself from national politics, completely understandable, but you definitely got to engage in that municipal level if you're going to be where you are for any amount of time because that shit, you got to keep people out of those municipal offices that'll do shit like that, man, because that's crazy. That is utter madness but to me. It's kind of hard, though, because you know, Florida's riding from the top right now, from the governor on down. Bro, I, I feel like they're, and... they're, 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 Florida's riding from both ends. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the the the, the people the, the who are most victimized by the system are in such terrible social straits that they just act out terribly and so they're not doing anything to benefit themselves and the people at the top are so wholly bought out and corrupted by whatever special interests are available to them that there's you know there's corruption coming from the top and so it leaves everyone in the middle who's just trying to do you know normal things to have to deal with all of that you know which results in the massive homelessness issue and as well the bad legislation that victimizes them and then the you know normal people are caught in the middle who's like i just want to cook for thanksgiving and feed some people is that that's 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 breaking the law (laughs) you know what i mean like the futility of the american legislative ideology is beyond anything that i think has ever been in a high functioning society like this because yeah but anyway, yeah, that one... It's like they fixed planned obsolescence into governing. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, wow. And, if, yeah, that's a fucking terrible, terrible, terrible idea. But it is a... If we're going to run the country like a corporation, and corporations are capitalist institutions, and planned obsolescence is a core tenant of capitalism, then, shit, the product that they're selling, which is our governance, has got to become obsolete if they're going to sell us another form of governance at some point. <laughs> they're going to sell us fascism. The democracy's got to become obsolete at some point. It doesn't work, guys. It don't work. We can't do it. you got to give me all the power. When you guys have free will to make your decisions, it gets all fucked up. Don't you see how it is? Just give me all the power. I'll take care of everything. God, don't you? And, and that's exactly... Dude. All right. It's getting real dystopian. Let's move on from that, bro, because that's exactly what, what it feels like is happening. Um... In some other more uh, dystopian news. So, uh, Johnson & Johnson was recently uh, found to have purposely covered up their knowledge of the uh, variation of their talcum powder marketed to uh, pregnant women as causing ovarian ca- cancer. God damn. This is, this is not just, you know, postulation or anything. This was the court findings. They went to court. And so... In the midst of doing that, they decided that they will start another company, buy that division of Johnson & Johnson from the main company to separate their liability from the their actions, mind you. And now, not only that, in doing so, further causes the legislation to postpone, which 
has already deemed that these women were aggrieved and need to be compensated and helped in their cancer bills. Because these women are fighting cancer, you know what I mean? Racking up major health bills based on something that was perpetrated on them by Johnson & Johnson. You know what I mean? And the fact that instead of seeing the verdict, saying, you know what? The jig is up. Let's at least rectify this moving forward. They found further ways to 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 distance themselves from the liability the liability of their faulty product. This is why I am so adamant about I am not taking no emergency vaccines when motherfuckers aren't even willing to take responsibility for what happens if I inject myself with what they say is safe. This is the same company. This is not a different company from the vaccine maker. This is Johnson & Johnson that is doing the same thing and will have the same business practices towards all of the people hurt by their, their, their drugs. And so, you know, I don't know how much more proof Americans need that these people are bad actors before they start treating them like bad actors. They are, they are bad actors in this system. You know, Johnson and Johnson, yes, creates a ton of products that in no way entitles them to the type of malfeasance that they have been not just accused of, but convicted of. You know, I, I, and I don't know if 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 the in the American psyche, we can break through that brand loyalty. That might be the downfall of the American population, their inability to see past the name brands and assess what's happening in front of them genuinely. Because that's crazy. Like, how could this company that is so that, that has their hands in so many people's health be allowed to, to hurt so many people and then evade the consequences of doing it? It's not like, you know, they, 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 they made a mistake, they paid for the mistake, and now they're here to do their jobs. It's, it's business as usual for them. Nothing is going to change. And so we're still going to get more medicines and more things that are produced by this company that are not properly tested because they've made a business model out of not paying for R&D and just paying for the fucking liability. We, we got to fix that system, man. That system's got to go because we're not going to stop encountering diseases and, and things that we want to apply modern medicine to. And so we if... If we still want to have faith in this modern medicine system that we have, we have to make sure that the people governing it are genuinely subscribing to the Hippocratic Oath because that was what got people to trust doctors. You know what I mean? Like we got to, and I'm not saying it has to be the Hippocratic Oath, but we need to get pe the, the, the health industry to ascribe to an ideology that puts the best interest of their patients first. Because it's that kind of trust that's going to be needed if we're ever going to move forward in a modern world with with modern medicine. Like, I don't know. I, I think that especially now with the pandemic and the way that it's been handled and the propagandizing around it, it's going to it's going to create a huge rift. And the only thing that's going to heal that particular rift is a a, a solid, trustworthy medical system. That, that we can so you know circumvent all of the political bullshit and trust to provide us information. And unfortunately, the FDA, these corporations, Dr. Fauci, ain't it. D 
dude, did you see the shit with Dr. Fauci? Some fucking random ass, like, it, and that's the thing is, is as many things as you complain about Fauci with, they have random people saying that, oh man, Dr. Fauci funded labs that put beagles heads in cages and let worms eat out their eyes or something. I'm like, <laughs> I doubt he did that, bro. Like, of all the things that we want to accuse Question Fauci like, of, that's what we're going to try to get him with? Like, Wow, it doesn't even make sense. Like, yeah, like what, you want to? What's prof- the result of the experiment? That pandemic going profiteering for? is a thing, <laughs> but we're gonna circumvent that and go to beagles with their eyes eaten out. Get the like, yo, Americans. I think your brains are being eaten out. Like that shit is wild. You know what I mean? And I say that kind of tongue in cheek because clearly there's an agenda behind this. It sounds so stupid that clearly someone's doing this on purpose. You know what I mean? Like it's it's pure comedy. Like, the comedian is saying shit that's clearly crazy, but you know he's saying it on purpose, and so you get to laugh at it. I feel like that's kind of what they're doing here. This has to be performative. Like, that's so crazy. It has to be performative. There's no way that you could seriously want me to believe that that's what Dr. Fauci is spending his time doing. I mean, you say that, but them QAnon motherfuckers believe shit like that every fucking day. True story. True story. Every fucking day. The brain worms are engorged, okay? Because it doesn't make any sense how these people come. They get, and then they get other people to believe it. But I guess that goes to something that I also say very frequently. is like there is a, man, a rampant mental health crisis in this country. That something like that could be said. And the vast majority of people don't immediately ignore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's a cultural thing. Because in... As a Jamaican, we ignore the stupidness very frequently. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, then again, I don't know how many Jamaicans are flat earthers, but like, I don't know, man. Like, the stupidity is is just like they, they got flat earthers all over the place, man. Sure. And in the age of technology, is when we have people who are dumb enough to believe some shit that was proven before we even had fucking oh, electricity. I, I, I love people who, who 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 tweet about flat earthing from their phone, and I'm like, you do know the very <laughs> fundamental technology your phone is based off of relies on the earth being a sphere. <laughs> That's fucking I'm just funny. saying, I'm just saying, you're tweeting really? from a device that literally relies on technology that you say doesn't exist. Do you believe in magic? And them niggas, and <laughs> those people in magic? vote to fucking ratify your laws, goddammit. Oh my goodness, I was having a conversation with 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 Adon and, and Mike and the people's um the other day. Shout out to the to the to the gaming crew, but um we were watching videos from um, Channel Five and All Gas No Breaks, and the 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 first thing that kept popping into my head was, don't forget these people's vote means the same thing as yours. You know what I mean? These people have the same, if not more, because guess what? They probably live in a place where their vote actually has a heavier weight because there's not a lot of people. And so they get to have a lot more say in their local politics, which has ramifications up the chain because they get to vote in dickheads like McConnell and uh, and and, and uh, cinema. And even though cinema tricked those people so bad. Oh, man, dude. Oh, man. It's the old American trick of use a pretty blonde. They won't suspect a thing. Dude, they got him, bro. Dude, I'm, and I feel so bad for those young Hispanic women who she rallied and said, you deserve to be here. You deserve the, you deserve the rights of Americans, and Americans deserve health care and education and those things that you believe in. And she got elected from by those people rallying behind her, only for her to fucking stonewall. Oh, yeah, I work for the corporations, not for y'all. those Things that shit 
man, I don't know, man. I'm scared of pissing off Hispanic women. I don't think it's a good idea. But she's over here spitting in the eye and laughing, bro. I don't know how that's going to turn out for her, but I don't... Ew. But anyway, that's just to say that, you know, this this political system, yeah. It, it, it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna turn out anything good and if we ever want to get past the fact that our political system doesn't do anything to to uh help bolster the services like medic medical and housing and our food industry then we're gonna have to step in as people and 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 circumvent those things you know what i mean and part of that is is not not buying into the bullshit uh, uh, propaganda medicine system that pretty much sits on top of our genuine medical system that's trying to save people's lives. You know what I mean? The kind, the part of our medical system that people go to school for twelve years. You know what I mean? With residencies, people don't do that because they want to become corporate shills. By the way, people typically become corporate shills because it's the easy way out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's so many people in our medical system that are that genuinely are fighting so hard to do good work. And they're completely kneecapped by the system at hand. And, yeah, they, something's going to have to give eventually with that because the the looming medical crises in our future are only mounting. You know what I mean? There's only going to be more coronavirus variants. There's only going to be more cancer in the world. There's only going to be more carcinogens in the air. There's only going to... You know what I mean? There's only going to be more uh, heat-related illnesses because as, you know, climate changes... We live in the temperate areas, and those temperate areas are probably going to get hotter usually. And so we got to really understand, like, things like that, they, they're going to require a robust medical system to deal with. And, you know, we're going to have to circumvent the, the, the government to get that medical system because they are deadlocked in bullshit. You see this fucking, the, the stimulus, uh, not the stimulus bill, the um infrastructure package is dwindling. I think it's like a third of what it of, it was a third of the compromise that they came to. So it's like, that wasn't a compromise. They just, and you know what? I was going to use a really terrible term and I'm not going to use that term, but they, they really like, uh, they, they hustled them. Republicans hustled the shit out of them. But, uh, yeah, man, that shit. <laughs> yeah, they did. It's going to be super problematic in the future because, you know, they're just not investing the money that needs to go into the things that need to be done. And so we're just going to, they're just kicking the can again, you know? And, and, I don't. I, I don't know. I really am interested to see what the next election cycle looks like, the next presidential election cycle, because I'm. I'm probably just going to commentate. I'm probably not going to participate, but I definitely am interested to see where the people. I, I got to see where the people are at. You know what I mean? Because I don't like fighting the waves. You know what I mean? And when it comes to certain things, when it comes to society, like yes, you fight against things like prejudice, and you fight against you know systemic corruption. But if the vast majority of people want this bullshit system, I can't. You can't fight that wave. It's not. I don't think it's for the individuals or the the, the extreme minorities to fight against that wave. That you know, at some point, you have to realize you don't get to make that choice for the mass. That's that's kind of the concession you make when you want to be in a democracy. You have to accept that the mass might choose something that you aren't okay with. And if that thing isn't like directly against your your moral fiber, then you gotta kind of you gotta take the ethical choice of either I stay and deal with it or I leave. You know what I mean? And so the choice of capitalism, even though it comes with a lot of bad shit, is just an economic form that people are allowed to choose. 
And if that's what America is going to choose, and it's going to allow that capitalism to be the crony, corrupt capitalism that exists today, then hey, you know, they think that they, they elected somebody who, ta- who dodges taxes. What does that say? You know what I mean? Because I'm smart. Because they're smart. And, and, and then they lauded him. You know? Like, he was smart. And it's like, all right, guys, well, at that point, you know what I mean? Like, it's like when you're in a gaming session. You know, if you're a tabletop gamer, you'll, you'll connect to this. If not, just try to follow the, the line of logic, you know? But when you're in a game with four to five other people, and the DM is giving everyone their their quests and everything, and everyone has organized themselves to go down a certain path, but you want to go down and do your quest, sometimes you got to say, all right, I got to get in line with the group. And that's not bad. That's not capitulation. That's being part of a group. You know what I mean? That's, that's part of the dynamic. Now, if your group is shitty and then excludes you, maybe you shouldn't be part of that group. But that doesn't mean that the group... The, the way the policy of group functioning should change, you know what I mean? It's just them violating that trust that you should have in them. But, you know, that doesn't... That part of it never gets to the to the public mind, you know? They never get to the part where it's like, you know, A, the group has chosen something I don't want to do, so I'm... It, it's incumbent on me to, 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 to either find ways to live under that or to go someplace else, you know? You know, and, and, and uh, American culture, as much as I hate it, is a choice of American people. I don't get to dictate American culture. You know what I mean? And if it's that repugnant to me, if it's that abhorrent to me, I don't get to then become a terrorist. You know what I mean? Like, that's where yeah. that's where extremists lose me. That's where anybody who then wants to hurt other people who have done nothing to them totally loses me. It's like, no, nigga, you had one other option before that that could have averted all of this. Let's get the fuck out. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that's the attitude that most people should take. But I'm saying that we should always recognize that, that is a, that's a valid option. Because once that is part of the rubric, you'll move, you know what I mean? That'll yeah. be the outer boundary of your behavior. Not the extremist behavior that goes beyond that, you know? So, yeah, you know, in, in this country, I, I've come to the conclusion that as long as I'm here, there's a lot of shit that I'm going to have to learn to bellyache. And that is what it is. And I'm going to have to learn to circumvent a lot of the other shit. But what I'm not going to do is 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 be like an armchair activist or, or just a squeaky wheel. Not, you know, not the wheel. I want to be the wheel that once it's greased starts to roll. You know, I don't like just being loud for no reason. But yeah, that Amer- most of America never makes that transition <laughs> to that point. But yeah, that was interesting. So in some foreign um, news, China has been going through a very interesting, I guess, economic crisis. And, I, and I, I'm throwing up air quotes because you can't really have an economic crisis when you've dictated all of the economic outcomes. Right. You know what I mean? But what I found very interesting about this, so just to give the backstory real quick before I go into to my commentary on it, uh, Chinese the Chinese government licenses, quote-unquote, Chinese corporations to build to build uh, real estate, okay? To develop real estate. These corporations, quote-unquote, they're literally just government entities because they are staffed by government employees. They, you know what I mean? They, they uh, all of their policies and rules are written by the government. So they're corporations in just name, you know what I mean? All of their finances are dictated and have to adhere to the uh to the um 
to the central planning of the CCP. So, you know, they're, they're called corporations, but if they're not independent entities. You can't think of them like American corporations. They're not like Amazon that will do whatever they want and then when they have been found to break the rules can just lobby to change the rules in the government. That's not how it works in China. They are all beholden to the to the government. And, and God forbid there is actual malfeasance, which does happen, but if you get caught, there is serious ramifications. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, there, if it's not state-approved malfeasance... It's going to be kind of so awkward. One of these companies is called Evergrande uh, Real Estate. This company was one of the ways that the central planning agency was figmenting its internal velocity of currency, which means the way that they were pretending that people were exchanging money in the in the population was being manipulated by Evergrande by them selling future homes to people, ex, you know, getting paid on those profits and then those that money going to the government. So it was a way for the government to take money out of circulation, but they were doing it through an entity that technically was supposed to be coming through with products for the people. <laughs> and the people the products were supposed to be made by the money that was being paid into it, but that money was going to the government and being centrally planned and sent off to some other part of the of the government that that would needed funding. Because obviously the 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 CCP, the Central Planning Agency knows Every single head, they have a they have a complete census count of every single head in China. They have a complete census count of every single home in China. They have distributed every single human into a home. There's no China, there's no homeless people in China, and so the the whole idea that I'm going to build you another house, give me money now, <laughs> makes no sense. But really, what they were selling was, we're going to build you this house in the urban center, and the people who were paying into it were from the rural area. So pretty much it was a way to siphon money out of the rural area into the government coffers. But those people still have rights, technically. And so they showed up to Evergrande and was like, yo, 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 where's our houses, bro? We ready to move. It's been months. Our contract's been waiting for fulfillment. And Evergrande is like, yeah, but we don't got no houses yet. It's like, but bitch, you were supposed to be building the house the whole time. So that's that's my rough breakdown of what led up to the crisis that they're having now where it's... So the, the Chinese government is threatening to, to not support Evergrande real estate development as if they weren't the ones in control of it. We did it because you told us to. Literally. And so now they're going to let, they're going to, so if the Chinese government now says you no longer are going to be considered for contracts, they're, they're, they're foreign, uh, uh, the foreign investment in that company is going to end up drying up, which is going to cause technically that company to fail, which it's impossible to fail in a centrally planned economy unless they plan for you to fail. You know what I mean? Like they, they wouldn't start a business that wasn't fitting into the centrally planned budget. And so the idea that they're going to let it fail is really fucked up. Kind of like how the American government was threatening to let Bear Stearns fail. And then they let them fail. And it was like, but bro, you guys made the rules that we were following and you insured us. How are we going to let us fail? How does that work? And so the bailout started coming, you know what I mean? And so it's going to be really interesting to see how China starts to to deal with this because they don't bail shit out. Yeah, ain't no bailouts There's coming no bailouts. Over here. 
You know what I mean? They're gonna just, what? They're just gonna arrest everybody in the in, in the management and then release everyone else into the unemployment sector and then because they're also one of the biggest employers in China as well. You know what I mean? They have I think hundreds of thousands of employees. And so it's it's creating an interesting uh, quandary because they could, I mean, the Chinese government could very easily fix this. They have the rollover on their balance sheet to just compensate, fix, and flatten out all of the uh, of the expenses, and either a put them back on the right track or b remove them because they're clearly providing a service that isn't actually essential because they were being paid for uh, a service that nobody needed at the time of purchase because they were already in houses and the Chinese government knows that because dun 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 they put them in those houses you know what i mean and so it, it it's it's a big bull, bullshit uh story based around the fact that nobody wants to interface with the chinese economy as a centrally planned economy and so i i watch a lot of patrick boyle who's an economist and he's really good at explaining these things, man. He has a really interesting wit and a very uh, clear uh, speaking voice that that gives these these topics the, the the real justice that that needs to be given, so that the layman could could understand it. And at the same time, he he adds you know the relevant context so that people could kind of try to see what they can come up with themselves, because ultimately everything that comes out of uh, economists' opinions. You know what I mean? They do, they very they only use data to validate past things, not to validate their predictions. And so yeah, it's he's really good at at presenting that. But anyway, that's that's uh he he even he interfaces with these Chinese gov- these Chinese companies as if these are companies that can actually default. As if these are companies that aren't completely and utterly financed by the Chinese government. You know, and, and, and that's the part that blows my mind, like that only works on your side of the pond. You know what I mean? Like you can't interface with an economy as big as China's and not take into effect that any fluctuation in their coin is centrally planned and yours is not. And that puts you at a distinct disadvantage. And the fact of the matter is, is that the ratings agencies that set the currency prices against each other have a vested interest in manipulating China's China's currency price and inflating it and dealing with it as if it's not the entity that it is. If they dealt with China as the communist entity that it is, nobody would do business with them the same way we don't do business with Cuba. You see what I'm saying? But yet they treat China like it's this weird entity that it's a communist entity that can just birth these capitalist babies. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. It, it's not a thing, by the way. But that is, once again shows that China tech, it really isn't communist to begin with. But it shows how disingenuous it is for the Western countries to even call them communist because they don't deal with them like they're communist. You know what I mean? They don't deal with any of these corporations as, as, if they, as the reality that they are centrally planned. You know? And so, yeah, I, I, I think that that's really interesting that because of that interaction between world economics and China... Them, them having a bullshit, you know, quote unquote housing crisis will cause the rest of the world to end up having a financial crisis because the rest of the world has been feeding into that same financial crisis. I mean, that same housing crisis through financial investments, foreign investments. It's more and more it exemplifies why I try my best to stay away from from 
you know, finance industry and, and stocks and all that stuff, because the whole thing is really figmented in the end. So much of it is dependent on, quote unquote, trust and information <laughs> that is unverifiable. You know, look at Theranos, that, that, that blood testing company. That company was valued at a billion dollars of unverified information. And, and and so what? You know what I mean? You can't say shit about it when it's happening, when it's obvious. I mean, you can, but no one's going to listen to you. You know, you can only save yourself. And, 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 and so we're in an environment where there's always a sucker. There's always a sucker to be had. And it's not only that there's always a sucker. There's always a thousand suckers at any given moment to be had. You know, it's... It's it's not a, a a good environment to 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 be dealing with stuff like this because people they don't they don't act rationally. That's one thing that we could, we could bet on that. The Probably. rational behavior of, of people in in terms of their economics, no. We'll we'll just chalk that one up to to human behavior. Yeah, for me, the COVID fucking paper towel buying was was proof of that shit. Oh my goodness, dude! Like. Yeah, it was wild. Like, really? You're getting toilet paper? That's where we're at with it? Hey, toilet you know paper? what? Maybe it's all connected. You know what I'm saying? The Chinese <laughs> scientists found that the yeah. butt is the best place to search for China. I mean, for that's fucking... why they were swabbing. Bro, can you imagine? <laughs> swabs is the most effective way to test for COVID, they, they, so maybe they were on anal, the anal swabs was ending up in the back of your throat. Like, God no! No! <laughs> no. <laughs> too deep. Too deep. <laughs> Yeah, man, but that was funny, man. I'm interested to see if this "quote unquote" economic crisis actually um makes it makes it stateside. But all right, we'll wrap up on this. I, you know, and I, I was talking with 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 some people about you know the whole Dave Chappelle thing, and and I I thought that it was interesting because the people who are on the side of of Dave generally they they didn't scrutinize the argument at all because they knew it was comedy. And so they didn't, they didn't feel the need to scrutinize it. Rightfully. So you, if you're thinking that deeply about comedy, then you probably have far too much time on your hand. But anyway, so th they were pretty much just writing off the other side of, of the argument because it was disingenuous. And then the other side of the argument was of course, attacking someone because they wanted to make a pariah of him. But ultimately, I really think that there is a salient point to be had in what Dave was saying because the, the attacks against him are mainly because he used the term turf, which is trans exclusionary radical feminists, which is definitely a group of people who I don't agree with their a hundred percent of their, of their ideology. They're, they, they have very much more extreme ideas of what gender and, and sex are than, than, than I do. But that's to say, when trans people interact with that group, the way they define them is, as the way they define a TERF is, anybody who believes in the biological origins of sex. That is pretty much 99% of the world. That's a pretty broad definition. That is entirely too broad of a definition to have of someone who you think of as a hate group. If you're going to have one criteria... For somebody who's in a hate group, I think that criterion should include animosity towards a given group of people. And the idea of biological sex 
is not animosity towards a group of people. As a matter of fact, a large portion of trans people believe in the biological origins of sex. That's why they take hormones to change their sex. So the idea that anybody who believes that is a TERF is utterly insane. And that is what Dave's point was for bringing that into the conversation. It wasn't that he is a TERF. That was the joke part. The point of him bringing it up is that it is fundamentally disingenuous to take a broad-ass conception, like everyone who believes one thing, and link that as the fundamental core ideology of a hate group. It's not, it's, first, it's, it's not a way to genuinely engage someone who clearly has no animosity towards you in the first place. That was Dave's point. And so, you know, most people who were listening to it didn't even need to get there because it wasn't necessary. They understood that Dave was not attacking people. But the idea that the, the, the other side of the argument totally missed that, it, it, it sucks because there was a great lesson to be had there because it teaches us a little bit of how to recognize when people are being disingenuous in our environment because we have a lot of people like that. Zionists are very, very disingenuous when they say that anytime you criticize a Jewish person, that is anti-Semitism. That's very disingenuous. It's very disingenuous when white supremacists say that anybody who says that they're racist is also themselves a racist. That is disingenuous on the face of it. So take so attacking a comedian for making jokes about a particular group of people when he doesn't discriminate against any group of people in terms of who he directs his comedy towards is not punching up, not punching down. It's comedy. And if you don't interface with it that way, then you probably shouldn't be you shouldn't be consuming his comedy. But what it doesn't call for is for you to foment all of this bullshit unrest because there's really people dying on the backs of shit that is being said. And it's not what Dave's saying. It's these people who more people who have committed crimes against trans people will cite th these kind of protests against the idea of what what society should think about sex as their reasoning than a Dave Chappelle skit. More people become radicalized against trans people because of these kind of faux armchair activist bullshit uh, 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 controversies that are drummed up than they are by a single comedy sketch or a group of comedy sketches that don't actually say anything that is calling for violence against trans people. You know what I mean? Like, we have to learn to identify this. Because while Dave is fine with whatever comes his way, and he has always been fine with whatever comes his way because of the things he says, there are, there are places in our media when we engage with these disingenuous arguments where we have to actually, we have to recognize them. Because they end up causing a huge amount of white noise and distraction from things that we do need to be paying attention to, such as this Dave thing. Because I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of shit being missed right now because of the air that's being taken up about this. And and I think that's where why Dave, first of all, he's been great about not, not adding to the fire. You know what I mean? He said what he said, put out a special, he ain't in nobody's comments, he ain't in, you know what I mean? He's not out here making a whole bunch of... I mean, statements there's, there's nothing really for him to say like you're saying mm -hmm. a lot of the arguments against him are being disingenuous so you responding to them 
to that is really only going to add more fuel to the fire. And yeah, and, and so that's why I like I didn't like what the Netflix CEO did. He stood on it and then rolled it back. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, even once people identify it as disingenuous, sometimes they feel compelled to, to say something again. And it's like, bro, you, you said what you said. You should just stop right now, you know what I mean? Because you're only fueling the fire. I mean, I feel you, but as, like, the CEO of a media company, you have a little bit more responsibility. You know what I'm saying? You can't really... You can't really be as frivolous because it's literally the bottom line of everybody that works underneath you and above you. True, true. He does have a bigger responsibility uh, to the greater corporation that he represents. Um, so, yeah, his walk back might, was probably, yeah, I didn't think of it that He's way. He's got to toe the line, bro. Yeah. <laughs> as a um, CEO, you got to toe the line. But, yeah, you know, so maybe he shouldn't have said anything to begin with. He should just let us stand because you're right. Like, that, that was the whole thing with Dave. It's like, eh, say what you say. Or, or and, for him, it was you did what you did. You let you you know. I don't know how often he has to sign off on something like that, but that was a pretty big thing. You know, forty million dollar you know special. He probably was aware of it and had to 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 give some form of of verification. So he did what he did. At that point, you don't got to say nothing. You got to do nothing. Netflix, unless Netflix has a legal statement, you probably should just like let it ride. You know what I mean? And that's what Dave's doing, which I think is probably the. The, the best way in our contemporary setting to deal with, like, bullshit drama. You know what I mean? Like, no, there's definitely times when you fuck up and you need to say something about, the oh, I made that mistake. Also, don't forget, that's somebody's job. Somebody gets paid to deal with to, the media yeah. backlash. That's another reason why, if you're a celebrity, there's no reason for you to be jumping in the DMs, responding to people talking shit about you. Bro, there are people who get paid mil—we're not millions, but people who get paid good money, good salaries, yeah, good money to deal with that for the celebrity. You feel me? Like it's it's like celebrities getting caught drunk driving, nigga. You got money to pay a very good driver to be at your beck and bro, call twenty four fucking seven. Celebrities getting caught with guns. Like what's you wrong with you, bro? Like you can't hire somebody to hold out for you. What's going on? They want to it's deal. like, <laughs> but yeah, you know. So I, I just want to get on Dave for not walking into an obvious trap. Oh yeah, and, and you know he's got enough to, life experience to, oh, yeah, to, to tell him what the right answer to that. Remember, question was. this special was in response to a bunch of mm-hmm. <laughs> backlash from that community anyway. So it's not his first rodeo. Yeah, you know, and and the, and and that's just, that's another thing that I find really fucked up about this whole situation is is that. The loudest part of the trans community are the ones that are against them, but nobody's talking about people like Flame Monroe, who is an African-American trans woman who went on CNN to support Dave wholeheartedly. No one's talking about the trans woman that Dave supported that that wasn't supported by her community. Nobody's talking about all the trans women that I see commenting and posting as well who are in support of uh, of Dave's special and understand what, what he's saying and don't support the the rampant attacks you know what i mean because yeah, it don't fit the narrative and so yeah you know like it, 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 there's a the loud and wrong people got it got to learn how to filter them out and that's what dave was trying to teach us he was trying to give us one one tool in the toolbox of recognizing the loud and wrong you know but alrighty, hope you guys enjoyed that we're gonna go ahead and wrap up on that uh you could always if you did have a, a good time with us today please feel free to uh, subscribe to us on anchor.fm. You could also follow us on the social media at uh, on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. You could also find us on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast. You can find me on Instagram at RicoGVO and on Audible.com with Rico Gale. Yeah, check me out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Them books is fire. <coughs> 
get to get get to listen to my man show his chops, the vocal chops. <laughs> That's what's up. It's but, uh, the only place, man. Well, for now, anyway. For now, yo, big plans, big plans, yo. Twenty twenty two gonna be big things are going. Definitely. Yes, sir. So I uh, always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever will learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.